already know what it is. YKTV, y'all. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the, you know the, you know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the, you know the, you know the vibes. Yeah, yeah, 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 you know the vibes. You know the vibes, yo, it's your boy Dad. You know what it is. Uh I got a special guest with me. Man, I met you back in June when I first ordered my job. Yeah. Uh the the man behind the you know the vibes. The the, the soundtrack. Not the soundtrack, but the intro music. Yeah, yeah. Um let me not even take no waste no time. Let me introduce the good brother. I got my man William here. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, First of all, thank you for coming to You Know The Vibes. Yo, I've been trying to get on here forever, man. <laughs> I know, man. I'm sorry. I know. I'm Finally. a busy man. Look, we both are. <laughs> we both are. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be in the building, yo. Yeah, well, glad to be in the building. Thanks, man. Definitely appreciate you stopping by. Um, so, of course, everybody want to know, where you from? Um... I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. Uh, you know, DMV. We rocking out here. I, I got to get into it, though. What, who's your football team, man? <laughs> uh, I I support my home team of the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Um, home team of the Ravens. Yeah. You know, I'm born and raised in Maryland, bro, so I'm going to support Maryland teams. The Redskins, man. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Wow. <laughs> that's, just not, that's just not me, bro. Like, I'm not... I, and, and look, I have nothing against people that support the Washington Redskins or the Washington Nationals or even the Capitals. I'm not, I don't have any issues with it. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't. But for me, personally, where I live, I actually live equidistant between both the Redskins Field and M&T Bank Stadium. So it, if it's like really a toss up, I'm going to pick the place that's actually supposed to be representing Maryland. Oh, it's been a pleasure doing an interview with you. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we ended it there. All right. Nah. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the outro, too? You know the vibes. You know the... Yeah. So, uh, all right, cool. So, like, what do you do, like, for a living? Um, so, uh, I'm a musician. I'm a musician and singer, okay. songwriter. Um, you know, like 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 Devin said, I, I did make the uh, producer intro uh, for his podcast, I, I I also um, do some graphic design work as well. Okay. I, I made the logo uh, for yeah, thank yeah. you. I knew yeah, 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 yeah. I made a logo for you know the vibes. I I really been working uh, behind the scenes with Devin, really just trying to help him get this uh, this off the ground. Like I, like yo, Devin's like legit one of my best friends. I appreciate so that, man. I'm, I'm really trying to like help support his vision and help get it off the ground. Um, but you know, in terms of what I do, um, you know, music is, is my game. I've been in music since I was two years old. Um, wow. So literally, like, as long as I can remember, I've been doing something musical. Um, I started off playing the drums when I was, when I was uh, uh, like, two years old. Technically, 18 months. Um, <laughs> like, you know, it was basically two years old. Um, I've been playing... I was started off playing the drums. Um, I, uh, from there, switched to... I discovered my voice at the age of seven uh, with singing... Um, and then you know, learn saxophone, uh, piano, trombone, other instruments. Um, trying to learn the guitar right now. It's been a little hectic with my life, uh, so I haven't had the time to really focus on it. But um, that's what I do. I do. Um, I I'm a worship leader, um, the leader of the worship ministry at my father's church, uh, Kingdom Life Community Church in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. Um, so uh, I've been back there. 
I've been leading worship in various churches um, in, you know, in Maryland, um, a lot in Baltimore, um, you know, after I graduated high school, went to college at Morgan State, the Morgan State University. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> Coppin State, Coppin State, baby. No, when I, when I was going to Morgan, I was studying music, instrumental music, and I kind of transitioned from that into singing. Um, I did instrumental music for most of my life and, um, you know, always was singing on the side. Uh, but, you know, I really feel like um, I have a call to do, um, you know, Christian music and stuff like that. Um, I do I have done some stuff with hip hop and R&B and whatnot. Uh, but in terms of uh, what I feel like my calling is, it's uh, to write music for the church, uh, for the local church scenes and stuff like that. So I write a lot of uh, Christian songs, a lot of worship songs. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going, mm-hmm. working to get those those published and get those released for you. That's all. dope, man. Um, and just really to kind of go back a little bit, graphic design. You did mm-hmm. make the you know the vibes logo. Yeah, I don't know if I ever said this. I know I never said it on air, but mm-hmm. I do want to take the time on air to say thank you. It's my pleasure. Because if it wasn't for you making that design, I don't mm-hmm. think the podcast would be up now. Because it kind of put like some fire to it. It's like it, I gotta do it, it now. Did. Yeah. Because yeah. I posted on Instagram as soon as you made it for me, because I was yeah. so happy that you made it, mm-hmm. that and that that kind of put that pressure on it. So it's like it's like all right, well now we now now gotta we, now do we it. Gotta do a podcast. I gotta do it. So yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you for that, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, my next question was, what made you get into that field like of singing? But you kind of already answered that. You know? I mean, I mean, yeah. It's well, I mean, I had the opportunity to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my mom was always trying to pressure. Not pressuring me, but she was encouraging me to um, look into other fields. And I considered it like my first career choice I actually wanted to be. And it's weird. So, you know, (laughs) judge me if you want to. I don't care. The first career um, that I ever actually wanted to pursue uh, was a zoologist. Man, that ain't weird. Okay, I mean, I, don't, I mean, what what four year old do you know that wants to be as well? What black kid do you know? I'm just <laughs> I'm all of, all of it, that all of it. No, too. but like, I, it's not like I have anybody in my family that does it. It's mm-hmm. my um, literally when when I was like three, four years old, my mom. Um, I mean, we used to spend a, tons of time at the library. Okay. Um, so like, reading was a big thing for my family. Um, learning outside of the classroom was a big thing for my family. I come from a family of educators, so That's education in Jordan, in I'm sorry, education in general yeah. is important. Um, so uh, my mom always was very, very big on you know going to the library, going to museums and things like that. So my mom was really my first teacher, mm. and one of the things that she did was she bought us uh, the zoo books. I don't know if you remember the zoo books. My mother used to- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know they had they had the infomercial that Definitely. came on for the zoo books. <laughs> So my mom bought a whole bunch of those, uh-huh. and I remember reading ones about like the tigers and um, the bears and all the different animals and eagles and you know falcons, all all those different like animals. I was like enthralled with it, yeah. like I was legit like like caught like caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And I like when we go when we go to the library, I'll get like the little scholastic books. Do you remember the scholastic books that like they like they separated it was like the picture and then it, it had like a cross section. Cross. So it's like you could see like, you know, like it's like you would it would be like a picture of like like the human body and then when you flip the page, it shows like the, the inside of it. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So I, I used to get a lot of books like that oh, as God. well. And my mom had a bunch of those too. Not just like, you know, in regards to the body, but like other stuff as well. Um, but uh that was a big thing for me. So mm-hmm. I really like got into animals okay. and um at 
uh, at one point I was like super into dinosaurs too. So it was like a cross between wanting to be a zoologist and a paleontologist. Okay. That was my first, the first thing I wanted to be when I grew Jeez, up. Big dreams. Yeah, man. You know, got to dream big. That's but big, you know, as as you know, time went on. Like I really developed a love for music, and, okay. I, and like my mom was always asking me, um, even like when I, up until like I went to college, she was like, you know, William, is music a hobby for you, or do you think it's a career? And I think once she realized that you know i was actually you know out here you know writing songs mm -hmm. um learning instruments like the way i was you know the, like i've never took taken a piano lesson but, oh wow really? yeah i've never taken a piano lesson but uh you know i was able to you know just take the information that i learned from different music classes and even instrument information that i learned from different instruments mm -hmm. and taking those concepts and putting it together to you know like you know to learn how to play a piano like an instrument that you know, my mom didn't wasn't even formally trained on it. Oh wow! So you know, oh plus music runs in my family, by the way. So oh, that's dope, like, man. so like all of it, uh, like all of that kind of affected me joining, like you know, making that like my my field and my career mm -hmm. and my passion. Um, but you know, for me, the big thing was when I felt like God was speaking to me and was like, you know, William, this is something that is more than just you know like a hobby. Mm -hmm. This is something that I want you to do. This is something that is like this is your your call. This is the yeah. reason that I made you. Definitely. So that's dope, man. That's dope. So you feel like it's a God's it's, it's God's calling for your life instead of just Definitely. you know because you know a lot of yeah. people get in the music industry because it's, they want the fortune mm -hmm. and fame. It's yeah, like it's your. It's what God directs you to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. That's dope, man. So. Um, as you said, your father, he's a pastor of a church. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So, of course, everybody wants to know, what is it like being the son of a pastor? It is interesting. I <laughs> was fortunate enough, my dad wasn't always saved. Uh, in fact, uh, for a good portion of his life, up until, I want to say, up until my sister was like a toddler, like right before my brother was born, okay. uh, my dad was unsaved. Um, and in fact, he was like an atheist. He was like talking people out of their faith definitely um so it was very interesting um i never i never knew him that way every um as long as i've known my dad uh he's been in ministry um and he's been you know serving the lord mm -hmm. uh but for a long time he didn't believe in god he didn't have a relationship with god um wow. so um because of that you know he kind of has a different approach to the bible um and he has a different approach to his faith um, than people that, you know, grew up in church and kind of have that quote-unquote churchy background. Mm -hmm. um, my dad's always been a very logical person, so even when he's reading the Bible, you know, he kind of just reads it, you know, straightforward, like, okay, this is what the Word of God says, so this is what it is. Mm -hmm. gotcha. and, th and there are a lot of people that, um, you know, they hear, uh, the way my dad says he's, uh, the way that my dad says it is, uh, you know, they hear this from the book of Mama and him. Yeah. So it was like their their mama and their grandmama told them all these things, mm -hmm. and you know it's not necessarily biblical, but you know the way they said it, they said it so emphatically that's like oh this has got to be the word of God, gotcha. but it's not. So um, that that's a lot of people's uh, upbringing and background. Gotcha. So um, because of that, you know my dad uh, gave me the freedom to really discover my own faith. You know, mm -hmm. like I was brought up going to church. Um, and my parents were like, we're still going to expose you to, you know, Christianity so that you can know mm -hmm. uh, what they believe is the truth. Um, but then aside from that, you know, like I went through a period, I went through a few years of doubting whether or not God was real, mm -hmm. uh, especially because there's so many like 
crazy things that go on in this world. Definitely. I was like, you know, if, if God is real, how come there are people like starving? How come there are people that are in poverty? How come mm-hmm. like all these bad things happen Definitely. if God is real? And, um, you know, it wasn't until I really began to uh, experience God for myself. Uh, I, I, I believe that I've, I've had personal encounters with the Lord. And it's just like, for me, there are things that have happened in my life that's like, there's no way this could have been anything else but God. Gotcha. And because I've experienced that, nothing has been able to shake that faith. Um, aside from that, I will say, being a pastor's kid, you you never know when you're gonna be in a sermon. And this has been this has been the case since day one. Anything Definitely. you do, and there have been times where it's like my dad tried to keep me anonymous. Anonymous has been like, oh, I was speaking with a young man. <laughs> you Just suck your food, teeth. You know? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be in the I'll be in the sound table. I'll be like. Talk about me. <laughs> He's having a conversation. We talked about that last night. <laughs> it's like you know. So you, I, I got to be real careful sometimes what I, what I share with them. But you know, aside from that, you know, I do appreciate the fact that you know he at least will not not put my name in it. Um, oftentimes, I see um, like my niece and nephew, his grandkids, um, getting put in the sermons, and whatnot. <laughs> you know, Definitely. and it, it's real interesting. But you know, I will say, um, my parents haven't put too much pressure on me. Uh, uh, I think if anything, other people, like other church members, mm-hmm. put more pressure on me than anything else uh, in regards to, uh, you know, oh, they expect you to be perfect. They expect you to, you know, live a holier lifestyle than them. And it's like, you know, I got the same issues you got. Definitely. Like, what makes you think I'm a, I'm immune to, you know, the issues of life? Definitely. If anything, anything, you know, like for those of you that believe in the devil, you know, he's going to attack me even harder because... Yeah. You know, because I have this call of ministry on my life. Definitely. He's going to do anything he can to try and disqualify me. Definitely. So. That definitely makes sense, man. Well, that's dope, man. Like, seriously, that's really cool. Um, Just to kind of pick up what you said, it is really funny, too. Because yeah. my pastor does that, too. We will talk about his He'll kids. He'll talk about his kids. Yeah, yeah, see, just see, like, yeah, you never know, man. It's awkward. Like. It, it's, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, like, especially... Like, as a teenager, because mm. when I started leading worship at my dad's church, I was, like, 16 years old. Mm. So, like, he would he like, he like would say stuff in a way that, like, for those who were watching, like, the YouTube videos, like, it's like, oh, he's just talking about some other person. Mm. But, like, everyone in the room knew they were talking about me. So, it's like, there, like, there was one time where I think we had some technical difficulties with, mm. like, our sound and our music. And um, at the t- like, we we use we use a lot of like tracks and instrumentals at our church because we don't have a live band yet. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was like we had like a CD and the CD wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, "Get it out of the CD." I was like, "No, I can get it to work. Like, just give me like give me like thirty seconds." Like, no, nah, get another CD. So like, I obeyed him. I got him another CD, but I had an attitude because I was like, "Why didn't you just trust me?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, you know, if you can't fix your attitude, you can't lead worship. So I was like, "All right, fine." I sat in the back, and <laughs> my dad got up, and he led worship. And then he said in the sermon, you know, we had an issue with our praise minister earlier. This oh, wow. I was like, bro, really? <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> like, you just go call me out in front of everybody. Everybody knows I had an attitude. That's why I wasn't up there leading worship. <laughs> I didn't just magically lose my voice. Like, That's you know, crazy, so, man. yeah, but, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Definitely. I still love him. Definitely. I've grown since then. That's I forgive dope, him. Man. Well, you know, next up on the podcast is questions. So, mm. um, of course, I had people send some questions in. So, we got to get into these questions, man. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> what are a few things that really bother you that most people don't seem to mind? I don't really like the whole Zodiac thing. Okay. Um, It bothers me that people think that just because you were born... 
a certain day that determines your personality. Definitely. Especially for me because of my birthday. Um, my birthday is like on the cusp between Gemini and Cancer. Mm -hmm. So depending on uh, like what website you go to, it'll say I'm a Gemini and then the other website will say I'm a Cancer. Okay. So it's just like, like I don't even look at it because it's just like, bro, like, you know, don't try to put me in a box. I have a couple of people in my life that have tried to define me based on um, that zodiac. Definitely. And like it really bothers me because it's like, yo, you you don't know what kind of person I am just off of that. Definitely. And for someone like me, like if I had been born 12 hours earlier, I would have been a Gemini. Or if I had been born 12 hours later, I definitely would have been a Cancer, like yeah. without a doubt. So, like, you think just because I was born, like, in that in-between spot that, you know, that makes me this certain way. Like, I don't think that has anything to do with my personality. Yeah. Especially because I know my personality is very similar to my parents who, like, their birthdays, my mom's birth, my dad's birthday is in June, but it's, like, early, like June 1st. Mm. And then my mom's birthday is in December. Okay. So, you know, my, my personality is based on the people that I, that raised me. And right. if you look at them, you see me. Definitely. So for people to try to say, oh, yeah, your personality is based off of when you were born, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. And well, if y'all offended, judge your mama. Wow. <laughs> I'm no. joking. I'm going to edit that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it's just my personal belief. It's just, I, I just ask people, it's like, yo, I'm like, I don't have an issue if that's what you believe. Just like, don't put that on me. Got you. That's one thing. That makes sense. Yeah. I also don't like cancel culture. Okay. Why don't you like cancel culture? Because cancel culture is just like so I think it's toxic for real Why? Wow. I legit think that the whole cancel culture is, is toxic I think that for me I don't know it's because it is because of my faith so like for me it's like if you know if God forgave us why would who am I to say that I can't forgive somebody else yeah. like am I really am I greater than God like he sent, he sent his son to die for us so you know for me like and again this is just based off my belief system mm. If you don't believe that way, that's fine. I'm not forcing nobody like to, to think a certain way. Definitely. But because of my personal beliefs, you know, God sent his son to die for us, to die for the sins of all mankind. Um, and he, you know, he said that he like he is, you know, just and just enough to forgive sin. Mm -hmm. So if he can forgive us, why can't I forgive somebody else? Definitely. So, you know, I understand if people are still, you know, caught up in whatever mess they caught up in. So, you know, I'm not saying that we forget. I'm not saying that we, um, you know, act foolishly, mm -hmm. you know, like somebody, you know, hasn't, isn't doing what they're doing. Definitely. But um, especially for a lot of, a lot of past transgressions, uh, we got people, uh, you know, even with like the Me Too movement, you have people that's like, it's, com it's coming out that they did something in their past. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, if you're doing something in your past, um, and it's not a part of your present, then, I mean, yeah, I definitely still believe that justice should be doled out. And, you know, if that means jail time, if that means prison time, if that means a fine, then, you know, I'm understanding of that. But I don't think that necessarily means that we stop watching their movies or, you know, buying their music and stuff like that. So you want to watch the Bill Cosby show? Uh, I definitely want to watch the Cosby show. I was just trying to figure out where you were going with that. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I definitely, I personally, I want to watch the Cosby show. There, the, uh, but like R. Kelly, for example. I, oh, he's I nasty. Think he, he, he is nasty. And I think he still does stuff. He needs help, though, too. He, he does need help. I'm not, I'm not denying that. I'm, yeah. I do forgive him. And I'm yeah. praying, I'm praying for him. 
I think I, I for me, I'm the kind of person that's like, yo, like don't just accuse them. It's like, you know, we need to pray for these people. Definitely. We need it like if if you believe in God, like, yo, God fix them. Definitely. <laughs> no, I like that. God fix my life. Now they all, uh what what's her name? They all love the yeah. the queen. I mean, she, okay. So, no, but actually, that makes a lot of sense because, and I like the way you put that. Like, a lot of people like we just cancel them, we just throw them in the trash. Yeah. Well, like, how about instead of just counseling, we pray for them if that's what you believe mm-hmm. in, or, or or just try to give them help. Like, even yeah. if, like again, like if, even if you don't believe in praying, if you don't believe in a higher power, if you don't believe in God, mm-hmm. like you know, let's try to get these people help. Definitely. Like for you to for you to cancel them, that's pretty much saying that someone cannot change. Right, like that, like someone is the is their action, like Definitely. someone is their past, and I don't believe that. I do believe that we are somewhat the sum total of our actions, but you know we're also adaptive creatures. Definitely. All of us are, you know, from tiny mosquito to an elephant to a to a human being, mm-hmm. we're all adaptive creatures. If we weren't, we'd die. Like Definitely. it's just what it is. You have to adapt to survive. Definitely. So I think that people can change. I think people just need the opportunity to change and sometimes need the encouragement to change. And mm-hmm. if all they're doing is being ostracized, you know, because of something that they did, that change could never occur. Definitely. That makes sense. I, I like the way you put that, man. I think a lot of people that's going to listen to this, and, yeah, they're going to feel that. So thank you. I, I hope so. All right, cool, man. So uh, that was a great answer. So let's move into question number two. Um, who was your childhood hero and why? Uh, my childhood hero was my dad, my father. Well, that's um, dope, man. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, I felt like my father was, like, really just awesome. I felt like he could do, like, almost anything, bro. Um, and I really was just grateful to have him. Like, he was a really good, big example for me. I know a lot of people that um, they didn't have the opportunity to grow up with a father in their life. Why are you looking um, at me? I'm not. Okay. Just make <laughs> I'm sure. not. I'm not. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, I know people that's like, they, like, their dad was like, was either unfortunately a deadbeat or, um, I mean. I'm not laughing, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I know some people that's like their dad just wasn't active in their life, mm-hmm. like, you know, just because he wasn't active. And I know some people that their dad was active because their dad actually was like killed or something like that. Yeah. Like, I know a surprising number of people, an alarming number of people that, like, that, like, I went to school with and stuff like that. That like their dad was like killed in like oh, wow. an accident, um, a robbery gone wrong, something like oh, wow. that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just really made me feel like I was like, like it really just made me feel grateful. Definitely. Like I definitely didn't want to take that take for granted the fact that I had two parents in my home, two parents that were married. Like I know people it's like even like just like their parents being divorced and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know that still causes a separation. Um, so like even just having the fact the fact that like both of my parents you know are they were married and they're still married mm-hmm. like you know it's just they really like set an, set an example for me mm-hmm. uh, so I just feel really grateful so I definitely would say that my dad was like a hero for me um, because it was just so uncommon for you know for mm-hmm. you know especially a black man you know you know yeah. the statistics bro we all know the statistics yeah. in terms of black men and anything they just, they just always lower the fact that you know my dad was a black man stayed in the home never stepped out you know mm. like like I never you know saw him like sleeping on the couch or nothing like that yeah. you know, my dad was a protector my dad was a provider he always has been 
Um, he's always put his family first into his day, mm-hmm. even with all of his kids being grown. Like, you know, I'm the youngest of three. Um, so all, all the kids are grown. But, like, he still looks out for us. Mm-hmm. And he always will. And I really appreciate that. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. That's dope, man. That's amazing. Uh, man, jeez. I don't even know how to ask the next question after that. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next question I have is, uh, and you kind of touched on it already, but what kind of childhood did you have? Um, my childhood, I mean, obviously, um, you know, church was a big part of it. Ministry mm-hmm. was a big part of it. We, um, ministry was just a huge focus um, for my family. Um, I was blessed with the fact that my dad didn't start his church until I was a teenager. So I was pretty much grown mm-hmm. by the time that happened. Um and um, by the time that, you know, it got to the point where, you know, my parents weren't really available uh, in terms of, like, just need, wanting to spend time with them or, you know, just wanting to hang with them, um, I was already an adult. So, um, you know, it's different. You know, I, I know people who was like their parents were in ministry, you know, like since they were like little kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you always got to deal with, you know, random members coming to your house or, you know, dad mom dad not being available for you know a recital or a concert or a play mm-hmm. because they got to do a ministry uh, engagement so i'm grateful that i never had to deal with things like that but in spite of that um you know i still had a very strict upbringing mm-hmm. uh, my, my mom's father was a pastor so was, mm-hmm. i got i got ministry in my family uh, but because of that my mom grew up in a traditional household mm-hmm. and uh, where my dad was um, more lenient. My mom was more strict, uh, oftentimes. Um, so there were certain traditional things that, uh, you know, my mom's kind of come out of some of that, um, mm-hmm. just as we've like grown in terms of our relationship with God and whatnot. But uh, there were certain things that you know my mom learned from the Book of Mormon that I had to deal <laughs> with. You know what I mean? So um, I still had to deal with some of that strictness from my mom. Um, I did somewhat have a sheltered childhood. Okay. Um, I didn't um, grow up around too many extended family members mm-hmm. uh, because of you know some of the mess that they were dealing with. Right. So you know my parents were just protecting me, uh, keeping me from being exposed to certain things. My first few years I went to a Christian private school. Okay. First few years of school and stuff like that, uh, which I'm grateful for because it helped to lay a foundation. Mm-hmm. But when I first went to public school, man, I was a mess. I only imagine. Like, the stuff I was exposed to, like, even, like, even just, like, little things, like, in terms of, like, profanity and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, all that just kind of, like, you know, just changed the trajectory of my life. So I'm just really glad that, you know, my my faith grounded me. Definitely. That's dope, man. That's amazing. Uh, and just to kind of have some fun, let's throw in a little fun question. Mm-hmm. So what's the thing that's highest on your bucket list at the moment? Oh, thing that's highest on my bucket list? Mm-hmm. I would love to go to a country in Africa. Okay. Um, there are a few that come to mind. Um, I, I definitely would like to visit Nigeria one day. Okay. Um, South Africa, Kenya, Ghana. I know a lot of people from those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, um, I joke that I have an honorary Nigerian auntie. I'm mm-hmm. a, a very close family friend. Um, from Nigeria, um, she actually well, yeah, she lives in she lives she's back living in Nigeria now. Mm-hmm. But when she was living here in the states, um, she went to our church, and 
Um, she would always like you know come over. She would bring a, a huge pan of jollof rice for mm. me and my dad to devour. Oh, so man. like you know it was dope. She would um, give us clothing like because she you know she has access to like fabric and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like she makes like custom clothing whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you know my parents have matching Nigerian outfits. A couple actually they got like at least. Um, two or three. Okay. Um, and she gave she's giving me some outfits as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's really like just looked out for our family. Definitely. Um, so I, I I I sometimes joke that I'm honorary Nigerian, Definitely. but I would love to actually like go and visit the country. That's dope. Um, and you know just be be around the people. That's dope. So my man Art, you know my man Art from the Bouch Bobs. Yeah, yeah. We man. gotta know who make the best jollof rice. Bro, Nigerian man. Nigerian. Nigerian, oh, man. bro. Okay, man. All right, you heard it here first. Nigerians got it. I got to give it to Nigeria. Ghana's right. good, though. Ghana is good, but, you know. I never had Ghana. Ghana, Ghana. Yeah. Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. I never had it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. All right, so uh, which movie do they need to have a sequel to? I feel like every good movie already has a sequel. I could be wrong. Almost. I kind of... I kind of wish that they had, like, continued the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, you lost me, sorry. Okay, so the Dark Knight is, like, you know, Batman with Christian Bale in it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the last one had Bane. And okay. And it's, like, it kind of had, like, Batman hang up his cape. Mm. But, um, you know, he supposedly passed the Batcave on to um, this dude. Um, you know, it was, like, his name was Detective Drake. But his first name was Robin, so it was like, oh, okay. so like it was, it was Batman like, and Robin. Yeah, that's okay. kind of like the thing. So I was like, okay, well, Bruce Wayne isn't Robin anymore. Like, I'm sorry, if Bruce Wayne isn't Batman anymore, like, is this dude like Robin Drake gonna be the new Batman? Like, so I was, I really kind of wish that they had done something with that, but. You know, just to have a little fun, I think they had to have a good burger too, man. Good burger too. I would definitely appreciate that, especially now. Yeah, oh like now God. as they growing especially up, <laughs> like definitely. And it, I think it's something you can still pull off. Yeah, like, d- definitely. Like you know, there's some reboots that are trash, definitely. But I think this is one that you know could definitely be good. I think because it wasn't done then, definitely. It, like it definitely should have come out in the nineties. But you know. Like them, them as adults working at Good Burger oh would be so God, funny. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be hilarious to imagine. Me. Yeah. All right, so thanks for answering all the questions. You know, we had Bianca P up here last, the week before last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my new thing I like doing, I like looking on people's Twitters just to see what they up to. Oh, you twatching people? I, I guess you could call me twatching, man. I'm bird twatching. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> all right, Cardi B. Um... So, uh, this segment is called Twitter Explains It All. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you what you tweeted, and you have to tell me what you meant by it. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> you tweeted, share the truth in love doesn't mean to dilute the truth you speak. It simply means that at the end of the conversation, you should be building that person up instead of tearing them down. Like, what did you tweet that for? Uh, so, um, I, I follow a lot of people that, um, I guess they're like Twitter pastors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they, they do a lot of preaching and, like, sharing their biblical beliefs on Twitter. Okay. Uh, one of the things that, the uh, you know, one of the concepts of the Bible is to share the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, oftentimes, like, the Bible describes that, like, the truth as being, like, a two-edged sword and stuff like that. So, like, it's already piercing. It's already sharp. It's already can be painful. Like, the truth can't hurt. But, you know, it's 
I think sometimes people will uh, reframe the truth or they'll adjust the truth mm-hmm. to make it more appealing to a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. So um, oftentimes you see it with um, a lot of controversial Christian subjects. I'm not going to bring any specific ones no, up. Go for it, man. Um, cancel culture, let's go. <laughs> cancel culture? I'm going to get canceled. No, I'm this. joking. No, <laughs> I'm going to um, get canceled. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled before I even started, man. I mean, um, no, I, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm not going to. I was joking. Wait, yeah. wait, no, wait. but um, I know um, there are a lot of controversial uh, Christian issues mm. um, out there, um, and honestly, the Bible is a controversial subject. Like, um, I think one of the things is that people expect um, the Bible to affirm all lifestyles, or they want the Bible to affirm everyone's lifestyle. That's just not the way it is. Definitely. Um, the way I see it, um, God has designed us to live a certain way. Um, and he is concerned with the way that we live our life. Definitely. So, um, although we, although we live in a society that tells us that, you know, you can do what you want, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. is, is what it's all about. Um, you know, there are times where, you know, especially if you are a man of faith or a woman of faith, uh, that you'll read um, the Bible and it will challenge your lifestyle. Um, so I, I think we need to be understanding of that. Um, I think oftentimes, sometimes you see people, it's like, oh, they like beating you over the head with the Bible. Mm. Um, I had a woman once when I was like 10 years old um, pray for me, my brother, and another boy. Like one, she shouldn't have been near us because we like we were like walking to like the youth ministry, and she thought we were just wandering. She's like, "Come in this room, Dude, and she, I will pray for you." And if I if I was older, I would have been like, "Nah," <laughs> but I was younger, so I was more respectful of adults, just like inherently. So I mm. just I, I listened to what she said, and she like laid hands on me and my brother and was trying to like force us to fall out, and I was like, "Nah." Like that's not happening. Yeah. Not about to push me down, and that's then crazy. like I ended up just like kneeling because it's like it's obviously she was trying to push my head down. I was like, whatever, lady, you got it. Yeah. But you know, like that's not a good approach, and that wasn't a positive experience for me. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people have experiences like that where you know they talk about like Bible thumping and stuff like that. It's like when you just are using the Word of God to. Um, to hurt people instead of help people. And uh, oftentimes it's like, you know, even like, I will bring up one, one scripture. People talk about like homosexuality um, being an abomination and how people, though they won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. It's like, they try to say that that means that all gay people are going to hell. First and foremost, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, Jesus died for the sins of all mankind. So there's no action. If you are saved, if you're saved, truly saved, then there's no action that can um, prohibit you from entering heaven. Gotcha. And I think um, oftentimes people are misquoting that to try and say, oh, you're going to hell. And it's like, we want to be judged during an executioner mm. when that's only God's will. Gotcha. So um, that's a big thing for me. I think oftentimes it's just like, we're just not you know, trying to build people up. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, even um, like we've, we, you, I know you and I have talked about it, how it's like, you know, people need encouragement. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, if all you're doing is telling them what they're doing wrong and not telling them what they can do right or what they have been doing right, 
you know, it's just, it's discouraging. And it just kind of makes you want to give up after a while. Definitely. So. I mean, that's dope, man. And I definitely respect that for sure. And mm-hmm. as, just to kind of cut, touch up on the encouraging thing, um, Jay, you know Jay. From yeah, work. yeah. But even he came up to me and was like, because, um, you know, he gives me feedback on the podcast. He's like, yeah. you know what I liked about what you said last week is you said don't let the words they say become true. Yeah. He said, and, like, he never heard somebody say that before. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really believe in. Like, I, that's why I believe in encouraging people. Yeah. Like, even at work sometimes, like, I might be mm-hmm. playing around, like, oh, good job, William, and you might not mm-hmm. really did anything, or mm-hmm. you might have just did something like you have to do anyway. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, I'm like, I just want to support you. And, like, even with yeah. you, you, like, like give me, say, oh, good job, or you killed it on your podcast this week. Yeah, man. And, and, you, and you might not even listen to it. I know you do listen to it, but you yeah. might not have heard the whole thing yet, but you just yeah. tell me, like, good job, because, uh-huh. like, I feel like good energy produces good energy. Yeah. And if you came to me negative every day, and I'm like, all right, man, the podcast mm-hmm. is awful this week. And I'm like, all right, maybe mm-hmm. I should relax on I was say and I I'm try I try to be careful even like when I give suggestions for like improvement mm-hmm. it's like I try to be careful to like let you know it's like yo bro I'm really proud of you for doing this cuz mm-hmm. like you had the courage to like you know just go out and do something that we talked about like we no. talked about this for a few months before yeah, you actually did it yeah, no. um so like I think actually like when we like when you first started I think one of the things I asked is like yo so it's like what is it that you're trying to do Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're like, I'd like to do a podcast one day. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's so true. And it's man. like, you know, so we talked about that, like, since the beginning. So that's it's cool. like, you know, talking about, like, almost a year later, man. Yeah. Like, so not, thank you, not man. quite a year, but it's like, you know. Almost, almost man. In June. Almost, yeah. In June. And, you know, so for that to finally come to fruition is mm-hmm. awesome. Definitely. So I'm definitely going to support you. And that's why, like, you know, that's why I was like, let me get this logo made. I, I was like, bro, it, like, you, do you want an intro? Like, you know, yeah, I like, so like, like, I'm in, like, I try to invest in you the way that I want people to invest in me sometimes. And Definitely. even just, you know, just knowing the fact that, you know, there are a lot of, there are enough people telling us that we can't do it, you know. So I think it's helpful to have at least one person like in that. our life that tells us that we can. Definitely. I like mm-hmm. that. Man, you know another thing that was super dope with you too, and I know like we're getting off topic really quickly, but mm-hmm. like even with your music, like yeah. I that time me, you, and Jeff was in the car, and yeah. I just randomly played your song, and, and we literally yeah. we literally rocked out to it the whole the whole song, yeah. because it's like that's the kind of support. Like I always tell you when you mm-hmm. first show, I'm gonna put the clip at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned. We got a world exclusive. So, you know, it's going to be fire, too. Just listen. Wait till the end, y'all. It's going to be fire. Don't skip right now, but wait till the end. But uh, just like when you first sent me your first song, well, I don't know if it's your first song, but when you yeah. sent me Ready, yeah. I literally, bro, I listen to it, like, every day. Yeah. Because it's, it's not only just a good song, it's like a life-changing song. Yeah. Because it's, like, good music, and it's not, mm-hmm. like, just, it's, like, it's, to me, it's music that's going to make you open up. Yeah. So it's music that you can kind of just surrender and you can listen to it and you can pray yeah. or if mm-hmm. you don't pray you can just meditate or if you whatever because mm-hmm. it's just saying I'm ready I'm ready for more of you I'm ready for mm-hmm. more of you know all the blessings all the mm-hmm. I guess you would want to pray if you're listening to this but you just, I mean I mean, it's a Christian song but I mm-hmm. mean even, like like even if like I said if you're not if even if you don't believe in God mm-hmm. like even if you just took out like the the song says Lord I'm ready mm-hmm. uh, Lord I'm ready yes I'm ready for more of you mm-hmm. but you know it's a real simple song even even if you didn't like believe in God, like you can just be like, yeah, I'm just ready. I'm ready for that next level. Yes. You know, I'm ready to like, you know, to take the next step. I'm ready to take the plunge. Definitely. Like, you know, I'm ready to take that leap of faith. Definitely. You know, and oftentimes like, you know, so sometimes what keeps us from our destiny is a leap of faith. 
That's, that's so true, man. You about to preach. You about to preach. Well, <laughs> no, Yo. but I mean, sometimes, sometimes what keeps us from, you know, from our destiny is just that leap of faith. Definitely. And, and it, it all starts at one step sometimes. So, you know, we just got to make sure that we, that we, we, t- we taking it, taking the plunge. Definitely. Take the leap. Man, I definitely appreciate that, man. We got one more segment. It's called Truth to Truth. It has to be, it's going to have to be a fast round. Yeah, lightning round. <laughs> because, you know, my mother keeps talking about she wants the podcast to be 30 minutes. But, man, he made the Sorry, logo. Mom. He made the intro. I got to at least give him 45. I appreciate it. Yo. So, we're going to go ahead and get to the Truth to Truth. All right. I'm going to go first yeah. since you know how the game go, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. sweet. So, three questions back and forth. Mm-hmm. You already got your questions? Uh, I got a couple. You got a couple? All right, see, so I'm going to go ahead first. So, truth to truth. Truth. (laughs) So, if you met a girl right now and she Uh was everything that you wanted, the only thing is she didn't believe in God. Mm. Would you date her knowing that you could change her and, like, bring her closer to God? Or would you just rather just not deal with it and just keep it moving? Um, I could be friends with her. I'm not sure if I could date her. I mean, a relationship with God is, like, the first thing I look for. Okay. So, anything else afterwards is extra. Okay. Um, But a relationship with God is literally the first thing I look for. And that's that's, that's me. I know not everyone is the same way. And there was a time where I wasn't. I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to date a Muslim girl once. Okay. So, you know, it's, I mean, I just really liked her that much. So, Mm -hmm. and as I've grown and as I've matured, um, because my ministry is my life and it's my purpose, Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's like, there's no way that I could have this kind of life and expect someone else to possibly possibly be a part of it mm-hmm. um, unless, you know, unless they have that relationship. Definitely. Like, we could maybe do a casual thing, but in terms of, like, having a serious relationship, especially an exclusive relationship, mm-hmm. nah, we, we got to get that worked out first. Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. So just really, I know this is not the part of the truth. So you don't think, like, religions dating, like, they can't, like, really intertwine? Like, they... I mean, maybe for other people, but for me, for I mean, gotcha. you know, the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked. Mm. Um, and, you know, for me, that, that basically, that just means you got to be on the same page. Gotcha. So, you know, like, oftentimes people just look at it as like, oh, you can't marry someone that's not a Christian. But for me, it's like, in general, you got to be on the same page. So it's like, if y'all have different styles of parenting, mm. if y'all don't agree when it comes to, you know, certain philosophical things, ethical things, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not y'all both believe in the same God, I think it's important um, that y'all get that worked out, especially before you, like, really, like, okay. try to pursue, like, pursue, like, marriage or something like that. If you're trying to go, like, that, mm-hmm. like, I really don't think you should do that unless you have that conversation. Sweet. Got it. It's mm-hmm. my turn, man. <sighs> Let me have it, man. All right. Truth or truth? Truth. If you could do anything in the world, all your bills are covered, all your bills paid, gas, light, electric, car note paid off, student debt, all that stuff paid off. Man. Oh, no debt, like you live in, you, you got unlimited resources, like cash flow wise, okay. all right? If you could do anything for a living, like with your, like with your day-to-day time, what would you do? I, honestly, I love this podcast, so I think I would podcast still. You, you podcast? Okay. I would definitely still podcast. I think I would do something where if all my bills are paid, I don't have to worry about money at all. Mm-hmm. I would probably do something to give back to the community, though, because I feel like that would be a necessity. Okay. Like, it would be crazy for me to have all this money and all these blessings and not give, give it back, give it back. Yeah. So I'll do something as far as, like, feeding the homeless or helping the homeless. 
maybe uh, like on the last podcast, mm-hmm. definitely open up a barber a barber shop or open up businesses and things of that nature. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you mean like like with the what would I do with money or like what could I, what Just, would I do? Well, I mean, I meant what would you do with your time? Like, oh, I mean, man. I mean, because like you know, oftentimes we, I mean, we have our nine to five jobs. Yeah. It's like you know, that's meant to like just pay our bills. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, if yeah. I wasn't if if my job wasn't paying me money and mm-hmm. I could get paid to do what I do, like, do what I love, or if I didn't have to worry about like, mm-hmm. any, like, bills or anything like that, and I could just focus on what I love, I would be making music all day long. Definitely. So, that's just kind of... Oh, see, I was trying to be a philanthropist, and that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to give that. But in that case, it's just, like, as far as, like, career-wise, what I'll do? Yeah. I'm, I'm podcasting all day. Podcasting all day. Not all day, but, you know, I mean, I'm doing relationships so I can get, no offense, but I can get, like, mm-hmm. big-name people to come through. Mm-hmm. And you know, just know the vibes. That's dope. So that's what I would do. I would podcast, and I would do mm-hmm. something like communication wise. I would love mm-hmm. to like work at a radio station. If anybody listening, to work at a radio station. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. Cool. All right. So uh, truth to truth. Truth. All right. So, of course, we know your father's a pastor. Yes. So, and of course, you love singing. So if you had to make a decision mm-hmm. of hanging up singing and stop singing mm-hmm. and become a full-time pastor or not become a pastor and pursue singing but let your father down because he wanted you to be a pastor, what would you do? Um, that's a hard one. Because <laughs> um, I actually wrestle with this somewhat. Oh, like, wow, really? I, yeah. I actually had a chance to preach um, my first sermon in July. So I'm going to put the YouTube link on that. That's the one you sent to the group chat, right? Yeah. It was really good, man. I liked it. I'm glad you did. I was so nervous, man. I was so nervous. Um, but, I mean, if I mean, if you want to share it, please. So I definitely want to share it, for sure. Free. But it was, it was my first time sharing, like, the word with, with, with people. Mm-hmm. Um, took a lot of prep. And, like I said, it was just really made me nervous to do. Mm-hmm. But um, after doing that, I kind of just felt like, you know, it's possible that, you know, my once my dad is retired, mm-hmm. that, you know, I might need to be the one to step up and, and do this role. Definitely. Possible. I don't know for certain. Um, I know my brother, has been, my brother works with, all, all of us, our whole family works in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother does more of a behind the scenes kind of role. Mm-hmm. Um, he's director of our media and stuff like that. So everything that you see on Sunday mornings, from lights to, you know, uh, you know video presentations, uh, sound, audio, all that stuff. Um, he oversees all that. I work with him to like kind of put it together, particularly from the audio side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like music and audio production and whatnot. So um, I work with him to put that together and to like just help make it function mm-hmm. on Sunday. But you know, he's the he's like the mastermind behind it. Mm-hmm. But he and he like oversees everything. So you know, because of that, um, he's kind of like had that more behind the scenes role. Um, whereas you know me being a worship leader has been more up front I'm not saying that he couldn't do it but I just don't know if that's something he has a desire to do um, so I mean it's possible that I would hang up singing and leading worship if I needed to step up for the church but I honestly I probably need to like feel like yo God is like telling me to do this gotcha. otherwise I was saying you were saying all day long. Okay, okay. I'm gonna edit that out. Had to say one time for the podcast, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a whole thirty seconds. Gee, at the No. See, I'm editing all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I mean, it's my turn, man. Let me get a um, good one. 
All right, you got two choices. Okay. You can either go back to age 10 and relive your life, or you get $50,000 right now. Cash, no taxes taken out. Okay. $50,000 cash to move like move forward like with the rest of your life. How are you? What taking you the 50000 You're taking the 50000 Yeah, I mean, because if I go back to 10, my mother going to yell at me for not knowing my math work. She's like, what's 2 plus 2? I'm like, 8. And she's like, what's 2 plus 2? I'm like, if you yell at me, it don't mean I'm going to get well, the answer but, right. I mean, but I mean, if you're going back in time, then it's like you got you got the wisdom of the I still got the wisdom? I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, let me let me clarify. You okay, still got like the wisdom and stuff like, and you got all your memories from like from like now, and then you can go back to age ten. Give me the fifty thousand, bro. You still want the fifty thousand? So, first of all, I'm not doing college again. I'm not doing high school again. Mm-hmm. I, I school, I pull past. Even granted, I don't like. I love having a job, but mm-hmm. I rather. I guess like at ten, I probably could make a better career <laughs> choice. Mm-hmm. But still, I don't think I would want to go through all that again. And plus, you're giving me fifty thousand. Now, if you say I give you fifty thousand, but you gotta die in ten years, then mm-hmm. we might go back to ten. Mm-hmm. And then, what if I go back to ten and if I die at eleven? I'm sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, I just yeah. give you the fifty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> just give you. I, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of different. I would actually. You would you go know, back. I would go back to ten. Oh my gosh, there's so many decisions that I made that I would redo. So many. What if you make new mistakes? I mean, of course I'm gonna make new mistakes. I'm gonna be because I mean, I mean, just by virtue of the fact that I would make different decisions, it's gonna put me in different situations. So I may not be able. I may not know what to do, like just offhand. At the same time, though, you know, I'd be a ten year old with you know twenty five year old knowledge, and wisdom. Well, I'm twenty five year old. Yeah, I'm twenty four. Look, a little wise beyond my years. Oh come on, man! Come on. Uh, you know, mentally, I'm like 48. You're like 78, huh? <laughs> Sorry. True. Saying, uh, all right, let me go ahead and get this last question out the way. So, truth or truth? Truth. If you had to give a TED Talk tomorrow, what would you talk about? Ooh, a TED Talk. Um, I would talk, I probably would talk about um, excellence as like an independent artist. Um. Okay. I don't know if that's just specific topic. I mean, I think one of the things that I see with a lot of independent music artists mm-hmm. is that they're in such a rush to get their music out um, that they uh, will sacrifice for the quality of it. And I think that's the last thing that should be done. I think it, it's much... I would much rather listen to an artist that has, like, four or five well-produced singles mm-hmm. than four or five mediocre albums. Got you. And oftentimes the production aspect of it, simply the quality, like simply just the quality of the instrumental track mm-hmm. can like make or break a song. Definitely. And there's some songs that I've heard them and it's like, oh wow, this song, like the song itself is good, but this track is not. Got you. So it like, I, I know some people that's like, man, I mean, like, I like this song. I low-key want to re-record it. And part of me, part of the reason I want to record it is just so that there's a good quality version of the song out here. It's not that I'm trying to like you know steal your shine. Mm. It's just yo, this song is good, and I want people to be able to hear it. Like it should be able to like play on major radio stations. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, then you know it shouldn't be because of the quality. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know there are still like you gotta have a relationship with the radio execs and stuff like that, and you know the the hosts and all those other all those other people. Like, you have to have those relationships there, so I get it. But, you know, 
it's important to be quality. I think if you're in anything you're doing, mm-hmm. like you should you should you should be um, doing it in quality, and you should always always put your best for, foot forward. Definitely. Um, I think oftentimes we're so pressed to get it out. I think sometimes we're comparing ourselves to other people. I know I did it a lot as an artist. I was like, you know, oh wow, this other person is my age and they got two singles out. This other person got an EP out. Mm. I don't have any music out. Like, I've recorded my song already, but I haven't released it yet. And I just I haven't gotten that push yet to release it. I haven't gotten different, like, permission to do it yet. So, I'm, once I get the go ahead to release it, it's going up that day. Yeah. Like, you know? Definitely, definitely. Like, it's going up that day. But, you know, other than that, like, I, I took my time. It took me a year to produce one song. Oh, and that's because I really wanted to take my time to make sure it was done right. Definitely. I wasn't, I wasn't going to rush that process. I respect that, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the last one. I know you're tired, man. Uh, I know. Truth or truth? Truth. If there was any decision that you could redo um, from, like, the past five years... Mm-hmm. Uh, what would it be? It would be, I don't know, I think this is one of my personal issues is letting people come back in my life that kind of already mm-hmm. closed the door. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I would have definitely stopped reopening doors for people that already left and closed mm-hmm. the door behind them. So like a lot of my friendships that mm-hmm. I had back then, it wouldn't yeah. have been no back and forth. Mm-hmm. Or even with relationships, it wouldn't have been no, oh, well, I'm gonna, let's see if we can work this out this time. Let's see if we can figure this mm-hmm. out. There's no more of that. No more... No more money gone because I wasted time trying to get like get things back right and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dinner. I'm doing going out and doing things with you, and I I just mm-hmm. know it's no potential there. Yeah. So I think that would be my what I would do redo. I would stop trying to open up doors that was already closed. I got you. Yeah. So it's good, man. You know, energy spent elsewhere. Definitely. Yeah. So I would have been putting it towards something more positive. I got you. Uh, you know, I you know think- the vibes, man. You already know, bro. You already know. You know what it is. YKTV, yo. Hey, YKTV. So, uh, so the only so we're gonna do something different this week. First, I'm gonna of course let you plug everything. But like I said earlier, I am gonna put a snippet, right? You don't want to put the whole song on it. Uh, it's a lot of songs. Yeah, I'm gonna put a snippet on it. So I'll put about a minute of the song on there. Um, on the end of the podcast, so please check it out. Um, of course, you can't stream it yet. You know when he gets to go to go stream it, he's gonna of course tell me, and I'll put yeah. it in the, I'll plug it. So instead of hearing the outro this week, you're gonna hear William Thompson's "Ready" single. It's not released yet, but I know y'all gonna be asking me to like get the send it. So if you cash at me ten dollars, I'll send you the whole. So I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, you know, but I'll, I'll put a snippet on the end of the uh, the podcast. Like, give them your Instagram, your Twitter, Definitely. or whatever you have. Definitely. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, at W Thompson Music. That's W-T-H-O-M as in Mary, P-S-O-N as in Nancy Music, M-U-S-I-C. Perfect. Right? And what if they want to book you for, like, some singing gigs? If you want to book me, if you want to get in touch with me um, outside of social media, you can email me at wthompsonmusic at gmail.com. Perfect. Try to keep it very simple for y'all. Definitely. Everything's <laughs> the same. W. Thompson Music. <laughs> and, right. you know, if you, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I'm not normally this kind of person, but mm-hmm. I will say this. If you like the, if you like the snippet and you want to hear the whole song, mm-hmm. contact, contact Devin and for a small fee, I will, I will, I'll let you get it. I'll let you get the song. Okay. I'll let you get I'll let you get the sneak the sneak preview. Um it it'll be the radio edit for y'all. Okay. All right. So if that's something that you want, 
if you like the song and you like and you want to hear the whole thing, um, just let Devin know and I'll I'll send out a copy. Well, I appreciate it, bro. Right. You know the vibe exclusives. You know what it right. is, man. Any final words before we go, y'all? No, nah, man. You know, other you know, just fill your purpose, y'all. We're, we're all here for a reason. Definitely. So, if you're not sure what it is, take the time to figure out what it is. Um, and you know, one of the things I will share with you, everybody, we're all meant to give something. We're all like we've all been given gifts and abilities, and we're we're meant to lead this on the, on this earth. Um, the way my parents taught me, the key to life is giving. And if you're not giving, you're not living. Yeah, I like that. I don't even want to say nothing else. Like I was just going to end the podcast here. But I can't, man. You know I can't. So, (laughs) just to pick up what he said, man, make sure you're doing something. Make sure you're giving. But, uh, yeah. Once again, I want to thank y'all for tuning in uh, to the podcast. Again, another week. Another successful week. So, thank you, William. Thank you, listeners. And, you know, just thank you, everybody. So, uh, you know how in this thing. Make sure you live life to the fullest. And you know the vibes. You know the vibes. Yes, sir. You know the vibes. We've got a world premiere. William Thompson, ready, let's go. I want more of your glory to dwell within me so that I can be more like you. Say, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready.